I honestly think the most mind-blowing experience I had to, to you know, use your term, Will, was the Wim Hof experience I had. Like, you, know, you guys were talking about the psychedelics and stuff, and, you know, I haven't, I haven't done any, but I've, I've, I've heard people explain them. And that, what, what you're saying, I know what you mean. I now know what they mean. I think I do, maybe, or maybe I don't know what they mean. Um, but it was an experience, it was in, enveloping, it was removing, and that was just breathing. <laughs> so if you have no other tools, I think closing your eyes and breathing, either holotropically or, or um, box breathing or Wim Hof breathing, will take you to um, a place of learning. Well, one, just want to thank you two lovely gentlemen for, for joining me. Uh, I have been thinking, you know, kind of subconsciously all day about what we could talk about. And one of the things that I think is very interesting in this space we're in is that the world is the world is just one big giant mess at the moment and there's this unlimited you know this unlimited in and out and where does it start and where does it stop and and i mean for me my journey in the recent months has been about this individual journey about how can you on a small level do your part to make up the bigger level which when you think about it logically that is the system you know it requires us to kind of take care of what's here and then contribute but but there is this big swarm you know i'm fascinated with this idea of a, a swarm mentality i don't know where i've heard it before but the locusts you know they're, they're these you know nice things and when they get together in the swarm they they turn into this huge mob right and and i'm worried we're kind of moving towards that so i thought you know in our little session tonight whatever we want to talk about of course we can but but i'm very fascinated with i guess you know not just kind of creating content that people can listen to and and it's not enough for me that you get an idea i want it i want there to be practical things that we can take away and then it doesn't matter you know what our weight is or sizes or height or skin color that you know there's more similarities right between us but we seem to be uh, opting into this right we're going to focus on difference and then it's my difference versus your difference so i mean does that sound all right to you guys to have a bit of a ponder around you know what we do individually to make it all add up yeah man yeah 100 it's definitely needed with this uh you know obviously me being up here in the, mm. the americas with the swarm mentality that's going on right mm. now it's <laughs> it's needed yeah bro and it's scary right it's scary because with a swarm you know even the word it, it means it's uncontainable it, it runs its course and and yeah so so look it's hard to kind of know where to start but Liam Ryan would you guys just spend kind of I guess just a little bit just kind of introducing yourself to to my audience you know normally I would do a, a bit of a, a intro later but it's the first time I've done a bit of a panel 
Ryan, let's start with you since uh, we've we've got a podcast like two hours, which I never released because it was pre-COVID. And <laughs> you kind of hit me up and said, oh, man, this is, this is ridiculous. Why did I give you all my time and you never put it out? But I don't know what it represents for me. I want that to be a stamp in time where it's different. It's different. You know, it is up to us to move forward. So, yeah, man, what's your what's your gig? Uh, gig yeah. is optometrist. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. So a little <laughs> bit about you, but, you know, what makes you float, you know? Look at me being all metaphorical. No, I, I purposefully answered it that way because that's, <laughs> the, that's, 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 the, that's the way I hate it. Yeah. Um, mate, my me is um, I help to improve people's lives by mm. helping them see the world to the best of their ability. Mm. Now, that can be broad or it can be very narrow or, to use a pun, focused. Yeah, um, yeah uh, in my optometry profession, I can help them see mm. or I can help them open their eyes. Um, again, there's a few puns. Man, um, I love it though. Yeah, uh, I, I sort of take the view that, and that's, and that's the tagline of the podcast, uh, life less ordinary. And it's all it takes, just one little thing that's less ordinary to open up the world to a broader extent, to open up your thoughts, to not be um, too sure Mm. on what it is that you know, to have a sliding scale on the things that you stand for, be fluid, go with the flow, get into flow states. And, um, yeah, life becomes less ordinary. And when it does, it can be extraordinary. So, yeah, that's that's me and I host the Stag World Podcast. Awesome. that's what that's about. And our international correspond- correspondent all the way from uh, Canada. Liam, how are you, bro? <laughs> yes, we're all good here. Um, <laughs> we're uh, fine. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, mate. Um, I, I suppose same, same, but different, really, mm. than Stag and yourself. Um, so my background is health and wellness. I own the CrossFit gyms. I've been swimming coaches and instructors and uh, the last year and a half, I worked at a uh, private residential rehabilitation center, working with drugs, alcohol, concussion, mental health, wow. all that sort of things. Um, they have shut down indefinitely mm. um, during these times, uh, COVID and other reasons. Yes. But um, so in the last month, Sag, you were my first episode. Would it be a month ago? Yeah, mate. Yeah, uh, I just decided I got. Got back in the men's groups. Stag introduced me to uh, every man, uh, and I have jumped on their online platform, which pretty much is a free call almost every day at the moment, um, and just really started discovering myself again. Um, <laughs> you know, we also we sometimes joke about like psychologists and shrinks, and and you talk about what they do as a job, and then. You get to know these people and actually find out that they're losing their shit behind the scenes. They're not very good at, at doing what they what they say to do. So I actually looked at myself and, and realized, man, I haven't been happy for a long time. Mm. Being in a new country and not really having friends and really enjoying the daily connection with this everyman group. Yeah. And uh, I have all these skills and tools and strategies to sort of help people but maybe I actually wasn't living as honestly and authentically as I thought I was 
So I started doing a, a podcast myself, and Stag was my first episode, and it's simply just chats with men. Um, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's awesome, and I'm loving connecting with humans that have amazing stories and journeys, even though those individuals may think that those stories and journeys are boring. Mm. Because we've all faced challenge, we've all faced adversity to different levels, and um, a lot of the time, in the eyes of the beholder, that <laughs> that that challenge and that journey is—it's you know that whole men mentality. It's it's nothing, mate. Mm. You know, it's just life. I'm just doing my thing. Mm. But if there's a guy on the other end watching the podcast and listening to the podcast, and they realise, shit. Ryan's going through exactly what I'm going through, yeah. and I didn't think about doing what he did to get out of it. I'm going to give that a go. Mm. So um, it's wicked. I love it. I don't, I don't have a job at the moment, so I'm waking up at 5.30 in the morning and jumping on calls with uh, awesome dude. <laughs> Man, there's so many things that both of you guys are saying that – like, and it's going to be part of the trouble for me as I'm listening, and I, I want to just be a listener in this, right? Because, you know, we're all just kind of jamming, and but but I know I want to keep picking away at it. So one of the things that I, I feel is interesting is the path ahead for us as men is not guaranteed anymore because I guess there was something nice. You know, when I talked to my dad and he was like, man, I could, I could, I had two options for jobs. And the third one was to try and, you know, be at home and that was tough and all these things. But but there is the sense that we're a little bit overwhelmed with choice. It's a bit like going to the supermarket and you've got so many options and people think we still think that's amazing and options, but it can it can become overwhelming and then you realize it's actually teaching you well to be a little bit less resourceful to make do with less and then COVID hits and all of a sudden our vulnerabilities are, are brought right out right and so I love the fact that we don't re we can't really look back and look at examples of let's say guys like just like us three you know 50 years ago we had our place right and it was you know maybe not a good place and whatever that is but we knew what to expect and now I guess with the with the advent of social media and and the change and the you know um, I guess the gender roles we definitely are, are refinding our place and it's a funny journey because it's all up to us this one it doesn't feel like it's on anyone else except us as the individual so we we can't even rely on hindsight right we can't rely on anyone else apart from well each other i think that's why you're seeing why it means so much that a joe rogan gets a hundred million dollars for his work because because we watch these people and, and we feel like we know them and it's we feel like we know their journey you know and it's all cataloged and and i just think that um there's a there's a really interesting space that you know i guess what is it what is our role in this is it to just uh, document it is it to really find the tips that will help us I mean maybe it's all of it right but what I find interesting Liam is you're saying you know hey man I don't have a job so what does that mean it means that well probably for the first time in a long time you've got true meaning because life means everything at the moment you have to be on point that's what I love about fasting at the moment for me is that come that one hour where I'm eating I'm so polite to everyone in my family because I don't want to do anything to make dinner wait longer. 
I'm the most romantic, gentle bastard around. And everyone would think that, oh, you're hangry and all these things. And I tell you, man, it's completely opposite. I have a meaning for eating apart from just eating. And so it's weird because I wonder, Liam, if it feels like that for you. Are you feeling like you have a meaning at the moment because things are a bit uncertain? I don't know. I've always felt that I've had a meaning and I've had a lot to give, whether it, you know, like as in this space or teaching kids to swim, I've always, I've always been pretty blessed that I've always loved what I've done. I've never had a job that I've gone, man, this sucks. I hate what I'm doing. So I've always felt like I've had meaning and drive and Mm. been able to give. I think what it's done for me here is it's actually made me super resourceful Mm. and it's given me the time to do this stuff that I've always wanted. Like I just got a job two days ago uh, as a FedEx courier driver. So as of Tuesday, I will be a FedEx courier driver. Now – I'll put my hand up, and hopefully the guy that is employing me doesn't see this. I don't want to be a FedEx career driver. Yeah. I do not want to. But how do you find the goodness out of that? Yeah. Well, I sit in a courier dr- truck, van, whatever it is, and I listen to my podcasts all day long mm-hmm. as I deliver parcels, mm-hmm. and I get better and better and better at what I want to be able to really do in life and keep working on this sort of stuff on the sideline. Yeah. Who knows, man? You look at you talk of Joe Rogan selling his podcast for a hundred million dollars. You look at his first podcasts, and I know Stag has done this. His first podcasts are worse than this. <laughs> yeah, you know the production quality, yeah. the content. They were just dudes sitting around getting wasted, talking smack. Like mm. they didn't. He didn't plan on changing the world. Yeah, he just started something and it's flourished and he's sharpened his tool and just got better and better and better. So for me, this this time we're in is resourcefulness, resilience, and if you have – we're blessed. The three of us are probably blessed. Yeah. Like, you know, we are in a headspace where we do want more. Mm-hmm. I, I think the reason why I try to do what I do is because there's a shit ton of people out there that don't have this headspace, that mm. don't know how to find more or what more is or w- what they have to do to get there. So, you know, these conversations, like you said, man, are important, are so important. Yeah. Um, what about for you, Ryan? Like have, uh, we kind of caught up pre-COVID. We had one podcast during COVID. Where are you at now? Are you all good? Yeah, man. No, I, I think it's fascinating what Liam said there. Um, I don't know if I talked about it with you or not, but that real deep gratitude that we all must feel that um, we are in that space to be able to think. Like you think about, you know, you see the odd want to be guru out there talking about you know mindfulness and things like that and it's like just hang on a minute um the reason why this comes in waves is because humanity gets into a place where we have the time and space and resources to to start thinking about it you know don't blame blame your parents like you said even with your father like there's three choices here mate um one of them's not very viable then the other the other two are um pick 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 your path, you know. It's mm-hmm. like a goosebump movie, left or right, and uh, not movie, uh, storybook. Yeah, left or left or right, and, and carry on. But like, 
shit, you know, I can I can sit and complain and, and say, you know, I went to uni and I got a student loan, like, fuck, <laughs> shut up, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, shut up, mate. Like, <laughs> you know, there's people that don't have a job now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, um, there's, there's people that didn't have the job before and, uh, you know, they were, they were being pressured by, you know, in this, in this country of New Zealand, lucky enough to... No, that's that's not true either. Um, they were in the position where they were being able to go to training, encouraged to do training, and encouraged to go to interviews and do jobs. But you know that that wasn't what could I, as BMC, that wasn't what could I be. What could it? What what's the greatness that I could seek? That was um, I've got to get the monkey off off my back mm. from the government, and you know potentially be no better off. Like um, yeah, I just I just. Exactly that. There's there's so much gratitude for the for the position you're in, and then, um, I, I was I was really lucky to to be on that farm and just go back to the roots. Now they're not having a great time either. There's a there's a gigantic drought in Hawke's Bay. I'm I'm watching animals, you know, not be in the best shape, and and the struggle to do management. These these guys are breeders, so they you know. The, the animals they've got at their livelihood and to, to just send them away to the works is, is heartbreaking. And, you know, I, I came up to Auckland and two days later I'd switch on the news and it see my best mate crying on TV and his, and his dad unable to speak and it's mm-hmm. like far out, you know. You, you, even when you're in it, you don't really understand what somebody else is going through. Yeah. And, and yeah, just to, to have the tools, to have the position, to have – the clear thinking, as Liam said, you know, it's it's an amazing place to be. So, mm. yeah, I look I look at COVID and I, and I look at New Zealand and and wonder, you know, what could we could could we have done anything different? Mm. I don't know. Could we be changing faster? I don't know. <laughs> I always say that to my patients. I've never run a pandemic. How about you? Mm. Um, and I'm just thankful that now. Apart from people coming into this country, it's it's basically business as usual here. Yeah, like yeah. It's, there's still the odd queue at the supermarket, but yeah. hey, I went into into Mount Wellington today, and you wouldn't know. <laughs> hey, you should have texted me. I'm not far away. Could oh, have a coffee. Have a virtual. We, wow. When are we going to be? Uh, like, uh, like I don't know how it's popular or not to talk about it, but. I can't wait to hug people again. Like I, oh, I think there's going I to be a massive, amazing, a massive <laughs> wave of this. That actually, we need the bacteria of sharing our body hugs, you know. And and like I think there's a, you know, a, outside of the kind of, I don't know what would you call it, like the the swipe culture of you know all these catch up and let's hook up or whatever. Like at its deep core, like I remember reading something about that the. That the reason for kissing was to actually not that I want to kiss you. I mean, who knows, bro? I'm just saying, <laughs> but not that. But 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 the reason for it was to share bacteria, and that's a, like a real weird, gross way of thinking about it. But it's a real smart way of thinking about it. Like all of those things that we just get our dopamine hits, they provide something, right? And and it does feel like we we live in a a society which is totally forgotten all of those, I guess, primal instincts and what they do, you know, uh, listening to a neurologist talk this morning that when you stand in the f- 10 minutes of the sunrise, it does more oh, yeah. than just look beautiful. It, it it sets up the rest of your day. And you can only think when you scale this up that we're in this uh, 
we're actually in like whatever the metaphorical global depression, like not the depression in monetary terms, but the world's in a depression and we can't get out because we haven't set up the stuff back here. So again, it's got a plan for that. It goes in these waves, goes in these peaks and troughs. And, and I have no doubt that humanity finds its way again. But shit, it's weird to be in the middle of it and to be at a place where we have enough recorded history where we can look back and say, is it heading down this path or is it heading over here or will the musk rocket take off and will that be enough to give people hope? You know, there's just all these variants and and it's 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 well, I guess uh, one of the things I want to float with you guys is this idea of the tools you use, you know, let's say um to keep yourself grounded, particularly when it feels like there's the potential for it to unravel a bit. And and I'll frame up a little bit of what I've been learning at the moment. So I've just started, uh, well, I did a podcast with a fellow called Patrick McEwen, and he is uh, really onto it in the breathing world. Um, the Irish Patrick McEwen. Yep, that's him. That's him. He's a I top man. You should have him on your podcast. He's really responsive, and I can flick you his um yeah, his details. Uh, I'm doing a podcast with Dean Gladstone, who Stag hooked me up with, and uh, he gave me the podcasts about Patrick yep. and all the breathing and mm. stuff, and that guy, that everything, the jaw development and children. It. That's and, it. Wow, it really blew my mind because I guess I'm a huge fan of women, all the work there. But I did have the feeling, and look, I'm not saying there's any, I'm not trying to create beef, uh, beef but but it f- feels very ritualistic for me, you know, and, and I understand that. But this area that uh, Patrick works in is, you know, I guess it's around that we, we breathe in a way which unconsciously brings us to the fight or flight moment, and that our ancestors didn't, that they primarily the breath was nasal and so what this does it activated the diaphragm it wasn't through any uh conscious thought you just breathe that way and that sent the right signals to the brain to set up the day right and to get through our lives now we're walking around and in, in these busy lives and worrying about today tomorrow and the past and there's something about that we can only handle so much you know, being tense. It was supposed to be there for that one moment to get away from whatever was chasing you, right? And now when we need that, it's like we've exhausted that. So we can't even damn get away from it because we're exhausted. And it feels like that. That's not, you don't have to kind of imagine too much what that is. So I've been actively trying to breathe through my nose longer throughout the day and shut my damn mouth at night. Patrick doesn't say this, but he's got tape, which tapes your mouth shut. And so mm-hmm. I'm considering taping my damn mouth shut and my poor wife's looking at me like, oh, gosh, you're in some type of cult or something. And I'm like, well, maybe, sweetie. But uh, <laughs> as long as there's no sacrifice, then we're all good. But um, but look, it's just one kind of small example where I thought, man, if I could just master my own breath and master is a big word, if I could spend years getting better at just as something as small as breathing. How amazing would that be? You know, there's no talk of global warming or anything else. But is there something, and maybe Ryan will start with you, that, you know, rituals, things that you are aware of that maybe we've forgotten that a lot of people aren't? When you tell someone to shut their mouth and breathe through their nose, they think you're weird because we're taught that, you know, fill the lungs. But no one tells you to fill 
the bottom half of your lungs where the blood sits, you know? Um, what are some of the things that come to your mind, bro, when you try and set up your day? Yeah, mate, um, if you do speech, well, you must have done some speech for, for a voice like that. Or if you do choir. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I don't know. I think I watched too much. I just watched Superman films on repeat when I was a kid. So <laughs> I think I'm manifested Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that, that, that's, that um, intercostal diaphragmatic breathing comes in there. And it was like one of those things that two different, um, what do you call them, extracurriculars from mm. primary school that all of a sudden you sit in a Wim Hof person and uh, with Nigel Beach and he talks about, like you say, the jaw and the nasal breathing and the and the intercostals and the vagus nerve. And you're like, yeah, that. <laughs> it's like saying like you're exploring at the moment that's primal truth mm. but but mate you said about about the, the sunrise and the and the 101,000 things that it, that it does for you each day like right now you guys are in a beautiful red hue um, <laughs> because of um, on, on the iPhone I've, I've, I've put it on dark mode already and then I've flicked, flicked over the um, colour filters and what I've definitely noticed and, and that was Again, the luckiness of being out on the farm, getting up at six thirty, you know, it was it was daylight savings was over. Getting out there in the sun, being out on the hills, um, I was doing a bit of small game hunting, and I had had laser shit in two thousand and thirteen, and then I lost a little bit of it, and I knew that it wasn't real because then there would be some days when it would be really bad, and other days I'd feel quite good. And anyway, seven seven weeks out on the hills, and I went back to work on, on Tuesday and checked my vision, and also my glasses. I've got a bit of extra shift in them, and I go down to the bottom part that's supposed to be for reading, and I'm seeing clear. I'm like, I'm back in business. But you know, these, these are all things that again, you, you you hear about scientifically, but really go to the core of it. Like, it, you know, that's why, that's why I say to people about sunglasses. They eh? like, yeah, they're good. You know, yeah, New Zealand sun is freaking dangerous, but we evolved with that thing up there. What what colour is that fire that you light at night? Mm. It's red. What's your day like? Bright red, bit of yellow, bright blue, back into bit of yellow, mm. back into bright red. Mm. Beautiful purples. Oh, that's the other thing. Sun, sunsets when there's no light pollution. It's just insane. Mm. Um, so yeah, what I what I try to do is filter my phone, um, try have the lights turned down, and uh, in the morning try see that amazing light. And then in the middle of the day, I've been you, you were saying about fasting. I've been on the farm. I was doing lunchtime. Now I'm doing a, a big low carb breakfast, no lunch, going for that walk in the middle of the day, seeing that blue light, um, getting a bit of exercise in, and then having dinner a nice. Um, primal, close to food, farm dinner. It's it's beautiful stuff, and you can enjoy it because, mm. like like you say, there's meaning to that food when you haven't eaten all day. It's, yeah. it's sensational. So, yeah, just it's like fast paced but slowed down. I don't mm. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. My last year working at this residential rehabilitation center has really changed my views on a whole lot of things. Um, so as Stag knows, like I, I, I am, I still am a big keto guy. Um, um, but with work, we didn't really do keto because 
we still want to like get all those um, micro and macronutrients into them to to fuel that brain. And I think a lot of people don't realize that your brain leads behavior. And if your brain ain't doing what it's supposed to do, it doesn't matter what intentions you have, they're not going to last. The examples for me at work would be full-on heroin addicts, uh, meth addicts. Uh, I think I told Stag about this one, a woman that was in her mid-60s who I thought we had no help, no way of helping her. She was full-on dementia, Alzheimer's, one afternoon, she sat in one spot for 45 minutes and wasn't there. She later on walked to the kitchen and pissed herself. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, there's no chance. 30 days later, that woman left as a normal functioning human being. And the only things we did, nutrition, whole food, whole food, good fats, uh, real vegetables, real fruit, real good quality meat, vitamins, and we did a vitamin uh, IVs. So, you know, large doses of those vitamin Cs and the vitamin Ds and magnesiums and everything that they're missing out on. Movement and then mindset coaching. Wow. The other thing we did was, and Stag knows this as well, is we, we used a biofeedback. So uh, the machine uses... Um, uh, electrodes and it, it it reads the brain waves. It then spits those exact brain waves. It mirrors those brain waves and it spits it back out in an audio response to balance the brain. So if you're somebody who is um, in parasympathetic um, overload, you might use substances to actually balance yourself out, to feel more, no, I've got to do stuff. Let's go, let's go, let's fight, let's fight, let's fight. Whereas if you're way too sympathetic, you may smoke a lot of weed or drink booze to balance yourself down. Those things are exactly the same as medication for depression, for anxiety. It's a short-term relief. It's a Band-Aid over the problem. So that biofeedback, what it does is it balances out whatever's going on inside, whether it's to do with uh, a traumatic brain injury, a head, a concussion, uh, which, believe it or not, was probably about 90% of our people. But because of this, this traumatic experience and where they were with the traumatic experience, they reverted to drugs and alcohol to balance themselves out. Mm. So all these simple things that we're talking about, nutrition, breathing, we do a lot of breathing. Uh, we actually have the, the tape that you put over the mouths. Nice. We don't get clients to sleep with it. They can do that when they leave <laughs> just for insurance reasons. But teaching people how to breathe properly, teaching people how to slow down and have that moment of meditation, hmm. teaching people that happiness is – it's a de- it's 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 a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. You know, you don't climb to the top of the hill of happiness and find happiness and look out and go, "Wow, everything's beautiful." Mm. You enjoy the journey. You get to the top, and because your journey has been amazing, it doesn't matter what mountain you climb. 
there's happiness at the top of every single mountain, even when the view's shit. Mm. <laughs> because you're so involved in the journey that that's me talking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I woke up my son. I get yeah, a bit excited. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it really is all these simple things, but I think really for me, it's that this brain lead, the brain leads and contributes to behaviour. And if you can't balance the brain out, then it's it, it, it is trickier. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's trickier. So things like the good nutrition minimizing as much stress as possible, right? And I'm, I'm, you're never going to. You're never going to get rid of it fully, but just get rid of as much as you can. And unfortunately, a lot of time for our guys that come into work as well, it's like, friends, see you later. Family members, I'll see you at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like what – what what you're thinking will it's it is really slowing everything down and mm. making it simple getting away from like all this sort of stuff as yeah. much as we can yeah. and and proper connections and cuddles and kisses and, yeah. and a, love uh, uh, look and 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 i can feel the temptation in us to say gosh that's simple but, you know, it's like people say, man, you just got to have more balance in your life. Well, try standing <laughs> on one foot for five minutes and then yeah. let's let's talk about balance. Like, you know, we admire people who can balance, who can tightrope. We watch it for hours. We love it. And it ain't simple. I mean, it is if you think they're just trying not to fall over. But, I mean, this is many different things enacted. And, and I love the simplicity. And the idea of how complicated that is, because it is simple to hug someone, but you know, I guess it's not now. We've got another layer on top of it. We've got another layer where it's not just about consent. You know, that already got put into the mix. Where what's the right level of me asking you versus us working this thing out and in this other language, uh, a non-spoken language? And and I mean, for me, I've been trying to work it out. This digital connection we have. Are we? Is our is our mind, is our body, is whatever else working hard at developing a new sense? Will it evolve fast enough for us to connect like this? Can we get enough? Is it only if we're rechargeable batteries? You know, does the human connection charge us to the top? You know, just like a bit of sun, a bit of food, a bit of whatever. <laughs> And will we get enough from this? I've seen some studies around we're exhausted because of all these bloody Zoom meetings, you know, yeah. and I've never classified this because I feel like it's a different context. We are kind of on show, but in the right way, not listening to someone, uh, you know, maybe with work where we're a bit prisoned when you're at work on Zoom and you're trying to, I don't know, bring out that part of you. And the amount of time I have talked with colleagues and friends who all feel kind of like busted after this COVID thing. And then the guilt on top of that of knowing people are doing it worse, you know? So, so I love the fact that there's no right way and it is never, it is never on anyone actually to say I've got the right way. But part of the solution is just hanging out like we're doing and hopefully, you know, realizing probably we don't get enough of all of that stuff, you know? And if we did, then every supermarket would have one of those machines you talked about, which can take your brainwave and pop it back in. I mean, gosh darn it, we've got a an app for everything else except that. 
you know you've got an app that can measure you know change your face into all these make you look sexier and all these things and i mean that's serving its primal purpose but what about equalizing us so that you don't have to reach the end tether before anyone ever takes you um kind of seriously ryan in terms of the um you know is there anything in terms of our eyes and and how you know we're talking about the light from the sun and all these things and and going for a walk are you aware of anything i'm fascinated with this idea of when you walk somewhere and have a look at a view we just say it's a nice view but we talk about it like we know what that means what is it about the damn view that we like is it the fact that our eyes are looking a long way versus up here where we're looking at our phones have you come across anything in that realm bro yeah, mate, that, um, that view, particularly if it's natural, uh, has those beautiful greens to it. Are they uh, detoxifying? Well, well, you know, that's woo-woo. You've got to be careful people saying detoxifying. I'm yes. in. <laughs> mate, as I said to you a couple of days earlier, I'd heard that in 40 minutes, 50% of your body's blood passes through the retina. Mm-hmm. And then on a deeper level, that red blood cell has the same structural uh, appearance as chlorophyll, which is the light receptor in plants, which creates energy. So, yeah, that's that's the, the cool thing about getting out there, getting that sunlight in there and getting those beautiful colours in there, firing up that whole retina because um, the retina is mapped um, as it goes, red is the most intense centrally, then a little wider out, you're green, and then the rest of the retina is sort of blue and into into um, intensity of colour, the, the, the grey and grey and white. That's why in the dark, you're only seeing in black and white, and it's not until you get a little bit of colour, you might start to get some blues in there, mm-hmm. then you might start to get those greens and reds. Um, and, you know, we, we all know that from hearing about submarines with their red lights. You know, you can see, but you're not activating your, your night vision. Uh, yeah, not inhibiting your night vision. You know, um, yeah. That, so the view, as you say, what what is it about looking far and, and at peace? It's it's that synchrony between your parasympathetic and, and sympathetic nervous system. That's mm. that relaxed state. You're not engaging any muscles. Um, well, you shouldn't be. Um, and and I guess um, from a psychological perspective that and and with with language it sort of terms as well as that horizon is that opportunity is that is that seeking is that is that journey you know is that possibility is that optimism is that beauty that 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 inspires us and so you know that's not not necessarily vision science but it's to do with the eyes and it's to do with psychology and mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that optometry came out of psychology. It wasn't the school of psychology for a long time right. here in New Zealand, and now it's a, a biomedical science. Mm. But yeah, there's there's a there's a reason for that, and that's because the way we do our testing is very it's called um, forced choice. So it's a psychological trick. So you give people, someone two options, and then you get the answer. You you, you constantly basically fool them into being honest <laughs> but um yeah you, you you've a lot of the times you know we walk out of our rooms and, and, and go next door and we're lucky that my practice that there's always there's two other practitioners around and 
And we needed that debrief because sometimes we walk into each other's room and you go, that's why optometrists was the psychology um, mm. subspecialty because, yeah, you're, you when you're dealing with humans, when you're dealing with people that are in need that have a problem, you've got to hold tight and you've got to see their patterning. And sometimes you just kind of go, wow, I need more time with this person um, as an unload. And, and that's, that's, that's a real blessing as well for, for perspective. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken many times that I journal about how many seconds you've got to live and how many days on average people live. And that's because, you know, that's all you got. So make the most of it. Mm. But when you have a conversation with somebody that's struggling or you have a conversation with someone that's dead or you have a, uh, not dead, dying. Psychology, huh? Yeah, yeah, maybe something else. Um, <laughs> no, but it's you know dying or or has lost someone, then you really go, I've got it pretty good, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that 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 view, it, it's powerful, man. And nature's colours, they're powerful. Well, it just hit me too, and then we'll come to you in a sec. This idea that we've, you know, we've talked about taking mapping the brain, putting it back through the air taking the light, putting it through the eye, taking the air, putting it through the nose. We're talking about these entry points, eh? Mm. But we don't sit down. We and the nutrition. Get, and the yeah, nutrition right, through your right. mouth. And it's all of those things. And they're the most least talked about ever. You know, we're talking about all the external things. We're only talking about the things that get put in it. We're not talking about the th- how you put it in. And, um, <laughs> well, that went deep, literally. <laughs> so, so... Liam, one of the things I wanted to ask you, bro, is like, and we'll come to you too, Ryan, how you guys balance this idea, um, I guess, of science versus feeling. You know, it's something I'm kind of working my way through. You know, uh, at what point is it, you know, your mind just taking over and it's like, wow, I'm in this state of flow and I think all of these things and, oh, got it, that's the answer versus actually the science says this and the statistics say this and, you know, there's 16 psychological profiles and you're one of them and, you know, actually look at the strengths and the weaknesses and kind of learn how to, can, um, you know, kind of, I guess, control yourself. But what's your thinking on this, Liam? Like how much is, have you found that balance, bro, of the kind of feeling versus the science, you know, like, um, yeah, do you kind of know what I mean? Yeah, man, and no, <laughs> I don't. What I what I really try to do myself is I, I look at all the online stuff that you look at now and social media and stuff, and I'd love to call bullshit on 90, 95% of people that are living this lifestyle yeah. where they think that their shit don't stink and, and they're the God's gift to all. Uh, I'm a human, man. Last night I, I had a few glasses of alcohol. Like, I do that. I know it's not great for me, mm. but I, I, I can't tell you the last time I was drunk. Mm. I enjoy to have a drink of a, a glass of red wine with my wife. Mm. I'm, I'm human. I'm, I have faults, and I think that a lot of people that start this journey think that you have to be a great lump of polished gold, and you don't. Mm. <laughs> you know, like... Are there nights where I'm on my phone too much? Yes. Yep. Are there some days where I just want to sit in, net, in front of Netflix and watch shit TV? Yes. You know, like, I 
I, I'm a very simple dude, man, like sciences and stuff like that. Like I'm super interested and uh, this is probably a limiting belief of my own because I just don't think I'm intelligent enough to understand a lot of this stuff. And that therefore beats me down because I then don't even go after some of the information sometimes. Right. And then this, I, I, I would rather, this is my learning, mm. watching a podcast, yeah. listening to a podcast, find, talking to somebody else where they can educate me. I think, man, I can go into like a whole lot of, like I love the name of your podcast, by the way, Blow Your Mind. Like I'm sitting there listening to Stag talking about the eyes and I like people listening won't won't have been able to see me, but I'm like going real deep when I'm listening to that. <laughs> I listened to a podcast yesterday of Dan Harris with the Dalai Lama. Wow. <laughs> that was blowing my mind because Stag's talking about, you know, what you see and visions and all that sort of stuff. And the Dalai Lama says to meditate first thing in the morning before we really activate our eyes so we can connect more with the mind and not the sensory feeling of what we see. Mm. But then as Stag's talking, I'm like, wow, up to blind people don't have vision. Mm. So then is it easier for them to get into a, 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 a parasympathetic state of meditation and is it easier for them to, you know, feel vibes and feel energy and, like, I just, and, like, if you talk about that sort of stuff, like Stag, you mentioned woo-woo, like, people think you're crazy, right? Mm. Like, but how, how, do we, how do we actually connect more with this person in here and on that, that energy level to understand and to feel each other more. Yep. That is what life is. Life is not this. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to get even more into this. And as Joe Rogan says, maybe that's human evolution. Yes. I don't know. But, like, I, I, I want to be – like, I, I'm starting to do it more with the amount of Zooms. Like, I'm starting to feel energy like in a Reiki sense through computers now. Like, and I never – I never had that before. Like, mm. it's just a screen, man. Like, you know, like there's just a face looking back at me. So you know, the big thing for me at the moment, bro, is – sorry, I'm going in a crazy place. Man, um, keep going. I'm with you. <laughs> meditation and going into my mind Mm -hmm. and i think i also mentioned this to stag like something that really changed me hugely lately was getting into meditation i'm like 40 45 days in uh, 10 10 day 10 minute guided meditation with 10 percent happier i then do wim hof breathing and then i just go into my head and my space and it's beautiful. Mm. And watching the movie Avatar <laughs> just like changed me recently, man. To try and feel feel or not necessarily like use the sensory feel or the vision feel or the hearing feel. Mm. And uh, it's pretty trippy. Yeah, bro. I mean, look. 
Look, people who should resist saying to themselves, yeah, man, that sounds out of it. Here's what's out of it for me and and woo-woo, that we would unconsciously be jacking ourselves up just because we can't remember how to think properly, breathe properly, and eat properly. That's more fucking woo-woo than us talking about (laughs) taking a minute and having a proper breath and then watching Avatar. I mean- Come on, we've got to call it for what it is. And I, I know why it is, because we've been conditioned by people who are really good at telling you what to do, right? And these are the people that, you know, probably need all of this stuff the most. The people that we know, that's why I think we like people like Joe Rogan, because it feels like, and I can't vouch for the dude, but it feels like he's giving us permission to put our vulnerabilities out and work on them and make them our strengths and we'll do it over time that's what i love about this like we'll all be cataloging our podcast so yes if you want to you can isolate a clip and you can say but you said and you can say well a listen to the whole thing do you still think i'm that b have you heard me recently you know because everything in life suggests change right everything in life suggests growth it literally is that simple you change, you grow, and you have an opportunity to always shed your skin, even though we can't see it. What kind of freaks me out about how we live is we want to isolate it down to a moment. We do that and we say, this is an example of you doing that. You're now cancelled for life. <laughs> You're now fired. You're now, you know, I heard someone talking about it today. What? Oh, no, it might have been Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan talking about what is up with cancel culture? What do we think people do? when you cancel them do well the answer was you sentence them to die because how are you going to survive to eat when you don't know how to hunt how you know how are you going to make money and all these things and and look i know that kind of gets into a big bad world but man it is not woo woo and i don't think i think where we get confused is we think what's on social media is the current state of play and i don't think it is I think the majority of people are just like us. And, and Liam, you kind of mentioned this idea of, um, you know, I, I, I suspect we're quite similar. I quite often will be self-degrading saying, you know, I don't go into the science and all that stuff. I'm, it's not my bag, smartness and all that. <laughs> Which, when I say it, I'm like, yeah, actually, you should stick to doing other things, like lifting heavy <laughs> things. But maybe there's a lesson in that, that, you know, part of what COVID targeted as weaknesses and vulnerabilities and the good thing was is that you realize that we're all different right so the western world seemed to be very susceptible to getting this um this virus right and it's because we're so damn lazy and life's too good but other parts of the world where their immune system is strong because they're pushing up against life every day uh you know they're ready they're and children you know we saw how robust children are versus elderly and i mean we don't have examples but covid showed us that that kids you should play outside kids and there's an acceptable level of risk because it keeps you strong you know jonathan heights research is around you know don't coddle yes you can we can we can go too far kids online too early it breaks us but you once you build past that developmental stage you're ready you're ready to take on the world and and you know what jordan peterson says you can bloody do it you know you just got to like I don't know. Let's not get into Jordan Peterson. That's a rabbit hole. Um, but but I love this uh, idea that 
at the end of the day, man, it's like, it's still, even if you know all this stuff, even if you know the perfect breathing techniques or whatnot, it's still damn hard, right? And we're, we're just, we're just us, us three dudes right now. We're still, you know, got an evening ahead of us. And for you, Liam, it's just the start of the day. It doesn't matter anything. We're only where we are now. And, and that's it. And there's something kind of cool about that. I really like that. I really like that it's not laid out. I feel like if it was laid out and if it was planned and we all had a solution, we'd be so, COVID would have wiped everyone out in two minutes. But there is something to us being all different. Like even when, you know, going back to the smartness thing, maybe it's not our role to go into scientific literature. Maybe it's our role to listen to people who do so we can pick up this dot and that dot and connect it somewhere else. Because why would why would an orthodontist tell someone to breathe through their nose if it was directly going to affect how the child's jaw was going to form and lower their work? Like, I know why they would consciously, but why would they unconsciously want to change how things are? Because you know what to expect. You go into work, you do your thing. You've got an acceptable amount of clients that gives you money so you can buy your house. But when you hear other people like us come along and say, well, hold on a minute, you shouldn't be breathing through your mouth. It fucks up your jaw. It crooked, make all crooked teeth. And everyone say, oh, well, that's not the science. And you're like, well, okay, man, but look, it's a feeling. You do what you do with it. And I think there's a space for that as opposed to all of us being bookworms. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And I, I, you know, like I, I think there's opportunities there's so many opportunities mm. for everybody and every everything in every area. Like maybe that orthodontist that does educate himself and finds out about this stuff leads away with True. that information, right? And then and, and changes the world one 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 client, one customer at a time. Mm. And you know, we we all have that potential. Uh, you know, like I'm a big social media um, celebrity. Celebrity, yeah, you can find me on, uh, no, just, um, you know, like watching like Gary Vaynerchuk and, and stuff like those guys. And it's just like, just whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. Just start, just mm. go, just do it. Like me with my podcast, I don't know what it's all about, but I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, like an orthodontist that that knows that information about breathing out your nose, go start, start, climb a mountain and mm. yell it at the top of the, <laughs> your, your yeah. lungs. You know, make change, but make change in the right way as well. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm not someone – I didn't even know the stuff that was going on at, at the moment with uh, George Floyd because I don't watch the news. Mm. And then it stuck up on me and I'm just, like, devastated, man. Mm. There's a right way to be devastated and there's a wrong way to be devastated. And putting a, 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 a – that's why social media can be awesome, right? Like mm. you can put up a post where you speak from your heart about how important it is, not go and – this is opening up a can of worms as well mm. – not not go to a CNN bloody business and destroy it and yell at the policemen because they're policemen. Mm. It's, it's got nothing to do with it, man. It's got nothing to do with it. Just express how you feel. Violence and 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 I'm not saying protesting is wrong, but protest in the right manner. Mm. Yeah, we slip these things in, don't we? And and it's not just that; it's many things in life where I don't know what it is, 
but we definitely have uh, the capacity that, you know, we're like, oh, well, and I think lawmakers do this kind of stuff too. You often hear the, the oh, and, and then they pass this law and that just slipped a little bit in. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys listen to Radio Lab, but they did a really awesome episode about just the kind of like <laughs> the drama that's come from, I think there was 40 words or something that Congress passed and it gave the president unique powers back in 2001. And they added like three or four more words to this little document. And but basically it just gives unlimited amount of power because uh, these wordings are like and friends of or something like that. Real lawyer talk, you know, like anyone that has a problem with the United States and friends of. So it's like six degrees of separation. You can just tie it back to this. And 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 I mean, yeah, it's uh, uh, again, I don't know, but it feels like the temptation is let's join this global conversation and. I can't help but keep thinking, man, you just got to like resist and come back to come back to you. And I know that's kind of sounds a bit selfish, but I, I, re, I, re, I mean it like a bit deeper than that. I mean, you know, what could someone in prison do today that doesn't have access to, you know, the gym and all these things? What's a set of uh, ways of living that anyone could do, even if it's something like, you know, Liam, you're talking about how you take the brain waves and put them back in like how do we do that how do you do that if it's just you stuck in a prison cell for example why do we need to have so many like surely the body is built surely the mind is built okay i'll float a different idea ryan tell me what you think you're good at nutrition and all these things i've had this idea that we get caught up in veganism carnivore all of these things right and it's just we're enacting our love for teams and tribes, right? And that's in us, but we keep we keep slipping it in. It's like a, it's like a yeah, we got one over the other team. And I've been thinking that we get so caught up in food and what goes in our mouth and micronutrients and all these things that this is my thought that our body actually doesn't give a shit what you put in it. You just can't keep guzzling stuff in it. It's actually built to just take any fuel. You know, if you're in the ice, polar caps or whatever, give it blubber. If you're stuck here and there's only chocolate bars, give it blubber. But we were most likely only had a little bit of it and it had to try and make it work. So that's what I've been dabbling with. If you had one hour a day to eat what you want, would it matter what you ate? And I like this thought because let's take a student, right? And they don't have a lot of money. What's most likely student going to have? Noodles. So where do they go when you say to someone, you're not getting all your nutrients. You're most likely not going to be happy. So you tell yourself that story. But you're a student and you're like, man, I already got no money. How am I going to go out and get fat to eat? That's the most expensive shit ever to eat. Fat still costs heaps of money. Doesn't matter if it's fat chips or cheese or whatever it is. So I was like, if you could give people a head start and just said, look, man, eat better when you got enough. But if you didn't have much, here's some principles that the body needs. You know, the shittier the food, the less of a window you have to eat. So something like that is an algorithm. And then you need movement. But what kind of movement? You know, we've got right up from CrossFit all the way down to, I don't know, sit, get up and sit down off your couch. I, I, I think all these things exist. But let's take the nutrition thing. Do you reckon there's any like... Uh, 
would you be nervous if you were me? <laughs> One hour of day where I basically sit in the pig trough and go for gold. But I know that I can't eat again for the next 23 hours. Um, in the short term, no. I, I agree that we can survive. And also um, agree that our body can use up everything and make the most of everything if it has enough time. Like, and that's where I, I happen to agree with your idea that, hey, if you're not eating for 23 hours, your body's going to do amazing things to access as much as it can about whatever the hell it went in there. And I think I think you've created a um, – well, that, that model creates a, a, an essential essentialism. I think that's what, what it sets up for nutrition is essentialism. Um, here, like, here, body, here's a bunch of stuff. You've got 23 hours to sort it out. <laughs> well, you've got 23 hours to fantasize about what else you want. That's my theory is that you are not in control of that. It ain't coming the next day hungry thinking, mmm, chippies. It's thinking, oh, fuck, there's some veggies over there. I'm going to see if I can be kind and get more of those. And then I might scoop in a bit of ice cream because you're against the clock. But- yeah, mm, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like a, like this is where I'd love to be more of a scientist, right? Where it might be that I'm slowly killing myself. I mean, we are all slowly killing ourselves, but I might be rapidly doing it by. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think fasting is like as a tool. And like, obviously, there's fasting and there's starving. There's, there's fasting and there's an eating disorder. Mm. Um, but as a tool, I think fasting is hugely powerful. I'm, I'm so bullish with fasting that I, I think that we have the potential to reverse macular degeneration. I, I tell, on a lesser extent, um, there's a jelly that fills the back of the eye and sometimes it attaches to the retina and pulls on it, usually where your fine detail vision is at the macula. And I tell anyone that I see of that, Try fasting for a month. I'm going to see in a month. I'm going to re-image this thing, and hopefully, it's it's done its thing and it's, it's come away fine, like it usually does. But I think that the body using up what it can, getting rid of the crap, is a is a fast is a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. That's what fasting is. Like you, you know, you can go into the weeds and, and look at you know words like autophagy and. Um, PI3 kinase. <laughs> oh, what's, what's another one? Yeah, who cares? They're, they're, weak, they're in the weeds. But like thinking of it, like you say, simplicity, making it simple, like your body will use it up, get rid of its waste, and and then you should run smoother. Um, so, mm. yeah. It, like, like you say, the, the ice cream, hey, oh, you know, it, might have, it might have some processed seed oil in there. You know, the the dairy and it might have gone through of a few rounds, you know, so it doesn't, the proteins and, and things might not look like it should, but the building blocks are there and, and your body's got 23 hours to get rid of the crap and, and, and salvage the good stuff. So, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting when I catch up with you if, if there's a different measurement, like who would measure your eyes for health, right? Not just how far, if you can see well, 
But that goo you were talking about, I mean, that might be such a crucial thing when you're talking about, the, you know, getting a bunch of men together and and let's do measurements, but let's measure different things that yeah. that we can not just like not this BMI stuff, or, you know, and I'm sure that's important too. But but maybe all of these different measurements, and again, they keep coming back to these entry points. You know, there must be ways of measuring, you know, your, the nose or the eyes or the bits behind it. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. What are you with nutrition, Liam? Are you where do you sit with what goes in? Yeah, man. Uh, so it's interesting listening to you talk because. Like it's survival versus optimization, although there is an element of optimization with fasting as well, right? Because with that fasting, you do become optimal, but then if you're talking about a window of an hour where you just eat complete shit versus <laughs> good stuff, then, you know, how how does that differ optimally as well? Yeah. So uh, once again, like I'm not 100% sure of the sciences but um now yeah i studied exercise science so i did nutrition and stagnose as well i've been like keto pretty hardcore for a long time but with work we did whole 30 and i think um i think i i just interviewed i don't know if you know him will um cliff harvey i've heard uh, of him he, yeah yep nutritionist and <laughs> in my mind i think the guy is just pushing boundaries and, awesome. and this holistic approach to the whole body that he has, not just what goes in your food is amazing. Uh, sorry, in your mouth is amazing. Mm. Um, and once again, like don't beat yourself up. Then, mm. Oh shit, today I had some ice cream or I had some chocolate because if your body is resilient and if you are good at burning both energy sources, like you can switch between the two quite comfortably, then a cake of chocolate is not going to kill you. Mm. You know, like you, you're going to, your body will burn it and will utilize it effectively so long as you're just not eating chocolate all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, and, and, and ver- variety, like with CrossFit, when it comes to exercise, it's constantly varied. I think nutrition to some degree needs to be constantly varied. Right. So, you know, you talk of maybe eating in a one-hour window. Well, if you do that long enough, then your body is going to adapt to it. So, you know, to change up your fasting every now and again is a really good tool as well. Yeah. Uh, like I haven't fasted for quite some time. Last week I did 84 hours and it was – I saw that. I saw that. Run us through that, bro. Like, for someone who's like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm divorced from food, man. I hated that relationship, so I just quit it, right? It's just, it's a mental game. Like, Mm. was I hungry at times? Yep. I wasn't going to (laughs) die. Like, that's the reality, right? It's like, I wasn't going to die. It was tricky and I got hungry, but, you know. I felt amazing. Like, yes, I was feeling hungry, but I felt amazing. I felt amazing. There was, there was, it was, I don't know, man, it's easy. It it really is. I find it easy. Now for people that find it difficult, I understand that it's difficult. Like there's no way I'd say, Hey, Will, oh, first time faster. Oh, let's do 84 hours. It'll be piss piss. It doesn't work like that. Um, 
um, Cliff Harvey, we got on a really good talk. And what he started doing for people that have no uh, no background in health and wellness, fitness at all, is he says, okay, day one, you're going to do one squat and one variation of whatever you're at for a push-up. And then day two, you're going to do two. Yeah. And then three, you're going to do three. And then we got onto the talk. He was like, well, why have I not done this with running? Mm. Like, hey, just tell someone to go for a one-minute run. Mm. Because even if you were a runner 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you decide to run again, 2K is going to kill you. Mm. You know, like just – and it makes it repeatable. It makes – it's effective and it it sets you up with building blocks to succeed. Mm. One minute, go for a one-minute run. Who can't go for a one-minute run? If you can't go for a one-minute run, go for a one-minute walk Mm. and then slowly add those small changes. Nutrition is the same. If you're a hardcore sugar junkie, carb junkie, and you want to make change, you don't don't completely 100% change it. Mm. I'm a Catholic. Tomorrow I'm going to be a Jew without doing the research. Like, just start small and make little small changes day and day and day and never think that you're taking things away. Don't take things away. Mm-hmm. Don't think, I'm going to take your phone away from you, Stag. Yeah. I'm going to take your phone away from your Will. No, I'm not. What we're going to do is we're going to go outside and we're going to play a game for an hour. Yeah. Add things in rather than taking things away. Wow. Um, you know, but, dude, what works for me doesn't work for Ryan. What doesn't what works for Ryan doesn't work for Will. The mm. hardest thing is working out what works for you. And if, if you can't maybe fasting's not for you. Yeah, well that's why I'm I'm fascinated that there must be a series of things that works for everybody. And and look, I'm not trying to find the one stop shop, but I am trying to challenge us. Because, because there is the narrative that we're all different, but we are also still the same. Like we do need, like, you know, I think there was those statistics that, or the research that came out of uh, a long time ago, like all that brutal research that if you don't give babies hugs and cuddles and like they die, you know, and, and like every human needs a certain amount of love, right? We just, we, you would be absolutely kind of out there to say it doesn't. So, if we can all agree that we need certain things, I just want to know what those are. Like, I kind of think that regardless if it's like cold or hot, we probably need some resilience to the change in temperature. Maybe it's just to unlock something, right? And and that's cool because not everywhere is hot, not everywhere is cold, but it doesn't matter, right? It's just about us. The, the true key is you need a resilient, you need a change in temperature. And I think it's the same that I've been learning about breathing, that it's not good if your heart rate's the same the whole time. So when we give everyone these suppressant things to make, you know, the blood pressure, whatever, like we we also should be open to the idea that we're damaging people in other ways, right? And uh, I mean more like a deep, meaningful way that short term you might come across as, um, oh, you're very stable. But actually, when you really think about it, that it is that variance and up and down. So, you know, that's why I kind of thought that when we get locked into how we eat and what we eat, like I'm really confused 
you you, you follow the um, the carnival people, right? Like honestly, the biggest thing from my years, whether it's keto or yeah. vegan, like I I was vegetarian for a year, man. Like when I was not into because I saw a cruelty to animal video in Washington DC, and mm. they gave me the DVD. And I rewatched the DVD. It ruined me. Mm. And for a year, I went vegetarian. And I was fat. And I was unhealthy. But I did it. There's nothing wrong with If you want to be a vegan, if you want to be a vegetarian, I don't care. That's fine. But, you know, supplement in the right manner. Just the biggest thing, I don't know, and I think Stag will agree with me, just eat whole food, man. Mm. Like, you're going to eat shit sometimes. That's okay. You just... Brush it off your shoulders, but just try and eat as clean and as good as you can. And I live by this thing, good, better, best. Well, I'm doing good right now. Can I do better? Yeah, I can. But is it in my budget? Mm. It's not in my budget. Well, good's good. And then I have more money? Yeah, I'm going to be better. I can. I can be better, so I'm going to be better. And I'm, a, I'm a, about to go to the next Olympic Games. I want to be the best that I possibly can be. And that's when you go all crazy and you look at weighing and sample, you know, like getting the right macros and micros and sugars and all that, that crazy stuff. But if you're just eating clean and every now and again you have a little bit of a whoopsie, mm. Life's, life's about whoopsies, man. <laughs> so long as you just don't become an, a, an addict in a 24-7, then a whoopsie's okay. Yeah, bro. I, I also wonder how many of the whoopsies save us from the big dramas. Like, I was thinking about watching the SpaceX stuff today. Uh, how many of those – we saw the shot of the people, the, the traffic people, the air control, you know, whatever they are, the people behind the scenes where you think about how it was in their polo stuff. Everyone was smoking dairies and, you know, they probably were half up, baked up on booze and whatever else. I mean, they were suppressing and also trying to deal with the moment. And I was wondering what medicine everyone was on in that room to calm those nerves today, because there would have been some nerves. It was nervous for me watching that damn takeoff because there was a lot on the line. It was live streaming and all these things. And I was wondering, at least with the cigarettes, you could see it. <laughs> it was more out in the open and we knew it was bad for you. Well, maybe they didn't know, but how, how it, you know, here's the tension I'm trying to really raise is. What do we have today that gives you that two minutes, gives you that whoopsie? Ultimately, it kills you, right, smoking? But, man, I tell you what, man, there's a lot of people who could just sit down and have a ciggy together today, you know? There's a whole lot of dudes out there now that, you know, there, there's there's goodness in tobacco. Yeah. There's, there's power in tobacco that, you know, like if you have small amounts, there is – there's actual health benefits to smoking some tobacco. You know, like if that's what gets you – look at all the drugs coming back into fashion. Yeah. Coming back into fashion. That sounds horrible. But, you know, being used the right way. So next week I'm, I've got a phone call with um, Mike Bledsoe. Do you know Mike Bledsoe, Ryan? No. He, he, he started, he's like CrossFit OG. He was, um, barbell, um, the barbell podcast, barbell strength and all that. So he's changed from like complete muscle head 
all about strength and wellness to pull check type, you know, plant medicines, uh, yogas, meditation, all that sort of stuff. So I'm talking with him and I've had in a month, I've had a few people talk and we get on that psychedelic conversation that, you know, I don't know if it's a Kiwi thing, but when I was growing up, man, it wasn't about having a puff on a joint. It was like, bro, I can take 17 hits of the bucket bong in one sitting and smoke your 15. I'll just get so freaking high that I will be the man. It wasn't about, hey, guys, let's just sit around and have a toke and have a really great conversation and sit at attention and have a lovely, you know, growth experience. I think this is the great thing about all of this stuff. It's like this is crazy times. It's it's experimental times. It's people going back. Like marijuana, plant medicines were way before alcohol, you know, and it was like the the lipid lie where fats got demonized drugs got demonized and now they're coming back with all these healing properties done in the right manner mm-hmm. but because i smoked 17 hits of that bong and went to a different planet and got absolutely annihilated i'm scared now to even just microdose <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, maybe there's an analogy to social media too, right? Where I can take it all on. I can spend all day on the damn thing and and I get rewarded for it, you know. But ultimately, you know, I wonder what the generation's coming up, all of our children. They might be like the generation of, you know, the, uh, well, wasn't it that the hippies were really strict on their kids <laughs> because they know the depths that it goes to. They know the planets that they went to and some never came back from. And, um, you know, I suspect it's another wave that we're, we're just learning this thing. But there is something different. There is something different about us. And I know every generation likes to say it, but there was a time where the only time we would talk as guys was in pubs right and it was around the bong and the booze and the 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 fights and all of these things and i think there's just a collective understanding that well this is an evolution right there is still all those things we're still getting the hit of endorphin for the connection which they had to suppress whatever it was about bro can i talk to you about something you know we just have to kind of um i think we've had other gateways that you know, a big thing that I think I've learned, I, I, I see a, a mental skills coach, I've got a guy called Dave Neath, and I've had him on the podcast and straight after, and I don't do this, but this is something that COVID awoke in me, was I've got to invest with money into me. I've always loved the idea that I can leverage off conversations with people or, you know, I'll slip it through work or, you know, we could do this. But man, I don't know if it's me dealing with stress or whatever else, I'm keen to invest. And I mean, be less vulnerable, right? So I mean, let's put less things to luck and more thing to action, right? So one of the things is I've got Dave uh, for a year. We have one conversation a month and it's like he's, he's team Will and he's not interested in fixing will or whatever he worked with um israel adesanya right and they created style bender together 
So that's his job with me, is to fucking create that superhero out of me. And it's so weird to have someone in your corner like that, because they don't care. I mean, they ultimately care that you are a good person, but it's their job to just, (laughs) this is how weird it is. I pay this guy to give myself permission to try it. How weird is that, that he said to me in the first session, have you, have you actually given yourself permission to try? And I thought, well, I've given the pros and cons and I've done all the whatevers and you've actually not been given, you didn't give yourself permission. And I just think that's such a, for some reason we've given ourselves permission to be vulnerable with each other now and whether that's a Joe Rogan or other podcasts or however, who cares, we're doing it. And so it's just, it's cool for us to be on this journey, right? And to, it's not clear where it ends up. It might be the wrong way, but it might be the right way. And I love this fact, you know, you talked about Avatar, Liam, and and I've been watching a lot of movies lately, you know, one, because I'm just getting the shits with Netflix shows. They're good, but they never go anywhere. They just keep sucking you in. And then they, about episode 10 to something, to 15 or 18, they take you on these side journeys. And you know what they're doing. They're just getting you to hang on. But but movies wrap it up. And I've been fascinated with the stories that movies are trying to tell us. You know, one of the stories that I see in it is just at the very end where you think there's no hope, there always is. And that's in every movie, just at yeah. the very end. But in oh, real life... Exactly. But we don't believe it, but we, we know it. Hey. And so I don't know what the lesson is, man. Stay in right till the very end. And uh, it's as good meaning as anything, right? Just stay in the damn thing right till the very end. Yeah. I, um, uh, I don't know who it was. It was something through work. I think it was a guy called Ben Johnson. Um, and, you know, he says, well, we have this thing in our house that if, my son wants to try something, he has to commit to finishing it. If it's a 10-week class and he works out after class one that he hates it, Mm. he's signed up. Mm. He's got to go to all other nine sessions, whereas uh, I think a lot of people, they get on the nutrition or they get on the fitness or they get on the meditation or whatever it is, and this instant gratification is, oh, we we do it once or twice and it's going to change our lives. Mm. (laughs) Mm. it's not going to happen like that it would be amazing if we were all magicians and it turned out that way but you know like uh, I'm wearing a baseball cat not a magician's whatever they call them <laughs> yeah top hat is it you hiding a rabbit in yours are you hiding a rabbit in yours Liam <laughs> I don't know I'm a hunter Stag's probably got a rabbit in his hat <laughs> just, just minimal here <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fellas. Um, okay, so so what are you guys, what's the plan here? What is our plan here? Is it to, is it to consistently make small improvements that combine into, you know, someone who can take whatever life throws at them and work out how to deal with that? Is it is there a bigger calling here? Is it us looping back around and probably realizing that, you know, 
we we tri- we went away from you know let's say traditional religion for the idea of science. Do we have to go back to that to understand that there's a understanding of everything sometimes isn't useful? I mm, yeah I don't know you know we're we're always going to have our own interpretations of whatever those things mean. Um, and I don't want to give people too many timelines, but you know, Ryan, what are you? What's your goal? What's your goal here? Is it to suffer as minimal as possible, or is it to is it to suffer more and learn to live with it? I think uh, no matter what, you're going to suffer. But <laughs> I think I think you said something right at the start about showing up, and you kind of touched on it then again. Showing up is that best. Best you, best Wolf Fleming, best Liam McAwee, best Ryan O'Connor. So then the people that I interact with, my circle of influence, you know, it's not about influencing, it's about that circle of influence. Mm. And that flows out to others' circle of influence. And I don't know, it, it creates ripples in the world. Now, us three are trying to enlarge that circle of influence by projecting it into the ether. But at the same time, we're bringing people in. You see that, those words there, that permission. And that's something that Liam and I spoke about is like having examples gives you permission, but you're right there where you you then also have to give yourself permission Mm. that, you know, ironic on a, can freaking do that. Yeah. X person did it. It's possible. It's possible. I can do it. I've just got to do it. I've just got to let myself do it. So that's that's why I share. That's why I podcast. Because I hope to give people permission to find their way to influence their circle mm. but at the same time I also want to be the best I can the best me achieve the things that I want to do and for some reason that that vision wants to include other people mm. seeing the world the best that they can and enjoying the world the best that they can and you know being being an example for my daughter being you know making my family proud, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think suffering is always going to be there. But there's, there's some of the conversations I had over over COVID. It's a very poignant thing of Buddhism. Uh, Dr. Greg Emerson, fasting as well. When Buddha was trying to get on discovery, um, some some guru told him to fast. And so he was fasting for like 42 days, and the guru showed up and said, hey, man, I've never actually fasted. Um, but, um, yeah, carry on you know, you, you found enlightenment. And then, and then the other one was a lady who lost her child and she found the Buddha and she said, I need help. I need help. And he said, right, I can, I can tell you the lesson from suffering when you bring me a bag of rice, but you can only bring me a bag of rice from a household that hasn't lost someone. Guess what? She never found a household that hadn't lost someone. Mm. And then she became um, the Buddha's, uh, what are they called? Protege, I guess, or, or follower, first follower. 
Now, this is a uh, fourth-hand story of that, so I've probably pulled it up, but yeah. Well, you've given it as however it needed to be for now, right? <laughs> and so that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Jeepers. Yeah. Well, you, you've definitely, you took me with you, so the intent of the story is correct. Yeah, and how many of us are doing that? We're looking for this goddamn bag of rice, you know, and it's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, Liam, yours. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, uh, I'm fully of the belief that my cup has to be overflowing so I can give to others. Uh, so, like, you know, you might call it selfishness, but, like, if you're not selfish, then you can't ever reach your your best self, I don't think. Mm. You've got to got to have those times where you work on yourself and I, 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 follow, I love Buddhism and I love everything about it. I really, I don't know, I have this thing, personal thing with the word suffering. I hate the word suffering. I understand it in context, but suffering is like such a, for me, I, I know it's not intended that way, but like suffering for me is like, you know, I'm about to die of cancer mm. or uh, I've just had someone in my family who I was very close with kill themselves at work all the time. People say, well, yeah, but it's so hard to eat like that or oh, it's so hard to exercise. No, H- hard is living your last, day, last days on, on earth mm. knowing that you are about to die. That for me, that's true suffering. And, you know, if you want to use that word in that context, like to believe that every little thing that you're going through is like living out your last life, last days on this earth, and that works for you, then that's great. But, yeah, I fully believe in filling my own cup and being super selfish um, because I don't see it as selfishness. Mm. Um, I believe that if I can be the best person that I can be, it'll lead me to great podcasts with great guys. Yeah, man, that's bloody. That's maybe other people will just hear a little bit of shits and giggles and mm. have some fun and learn some stuff. And if they don't, then you know I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there, Jesus. Like they'll <laughs> find that Jesus. Uh, he just a different guy wearing probably a Chicago Bulls hat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I, I I wonder if it's something like this. We know what you mean, and that's different to what you're saying, right? So we know what you mean. So whatever terminology we all use, it, there is a thing about we get your intent, and I think we haven't really discovered what intent is. We use it a little bit. That wasn't my intent, but this is like another way of saying, I know what you mean. I know what you're trying to put out. And I think that nature and life has a funny way of doing it where we kind of Let's say we've talked now for over an hour where we've connected. That's probably how ancestors did it, right? They probably had some fire and maybe there was a success with food or we were all sitting there wet and cold and scared. And so when everyone said, but you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a great day. The intent was we're going to do this. I can't prove it to you. It might not happen. In fact, it probably won't. But hey man you know the intent means i'm wishing us good luck and i guess that's kind of what i feel about this you know it's that 
potentially it's not even about what we're saying or experiences it's the fact that we're here and we're talking and and there's this weird thing that i don't know uh which is to think that people are listening to this right that they're connecting and it might be in a really weird deep way where and i'm fascinated with with what you said that brain thing i wonder if it's happening i wonder if that's why people love podcasts because they're picking up on this 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 read and it's 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 coming out of us and it's going back in and the more authentic and the more open and the more we can trigger that where we're all sitting there thinking damn this is deep and awesome and for the first time i i've i've because i'm thinking about this thing the dalai lama said and this thing that whatever it's coming together you know and it's it's serving us but 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 you know use it and i think it's just having enough of those little uh little things to keep you going you know because that's definitely how it feels to me like it's been awesome hanging out with you guys and and i hope we can do it a lot more uh i've been exploring this idea of primal secrets right so these things that hmm, it gets a little bit conspiracy but only in a real logical way like a reference the orthodontist you know they might not know that they're contributing to people not being as fully fulfilled as they could be because why would i tell you if i knew that your jaw development is you know whatever related to partly how you breathe anyway there is a secret that people don't want you to know because much of our modern society is built on you being not the best individual you can be you need us that's what the kind of big model of the world is and if you don't have us you're useless you know but I don't believe that. I think that it is only us and together we form whatever um, a collective is. So if you guys could only pick one thing and I'll get better at framing this as the years go on, but I'm only very new to this. Think of a think of a technique, a way of being, something that is a that is primal, that if you're going to do it, it has to be one thing that you could pass on for three generations and it still makes sense. Think about it that it has to work for that person who could potentially be listening in their cell right now. So they don't have access to everything that we do. Think about it that person who just think it has to work for everybody. Is there one primal secret, Ryan, maybe we start with you, that you could kind of pass on, share, ask us to investigate more? I get the advantage of going first, but when you threw the spanner in the works there of things that aren't accessible, um, I, I honestly think the most mind-blowing experience I had, to, to you know, use your term, Will, was the Wim Hof experience I had. Like, you, you guys were talking about the psychedelics and stuff and, you know, I haven't done any, but I've, I've, I've heard people explain them. And that, what, what you're saying, I know what you mean. I now know what they mean. I think I do, maybe, or maybe I don't know what they mean. Um, but it was an experience. It was in, enveloping. It was removing. And that was just breathing. <laughs> so if you have no other tools, I think closing your eyes and breathing, either holotropically or or um, box breathing or Wim Hof breathing, will take you to um, a place of learning. 
So I, I don't I don't think it's and that's what Liam was talking about with drugs. I don't think it's escaping. I think it's I think it's finding out who you who you are, where you are. Which certainly for me it was where I came from and, and gave myself meaning for my life. And that was breathing. So if you've got access to nothing, the you know, um I heard Adam Kevma say about like the rule the rule of three is like um three minutes without breath. Actually there's one better than that. There's three seconds um if you make a bad decision then you're not gonna survive. Three seconds of making a bad decision, three minutes without breath, three days without water, three weeks without food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you can't make a bad decision, well the next thing is breath. So if you can use that that, that primal tool for our survivalship to enhance your life, I think maybe that might be the thing that uh, I'm teaching my daughter to breathe. Um, so yeah, I hope she continues to teach people to breathe. <laughs> I'll just put a pin in it too, guys. This is the difference between our generation. I don't imagine that our forebearers, particularly in New Zealand, thought about breathing as anything else than just getting air in and out. You know, and and they maybe have accessed through more physical work. They didn't have to, but but there's something in what we're talking about, and it's not the woo woo. It's this. It, it it is this. Connect with oneself as out there as that sounds, right? And man, it's wicked. Okay, Liam, over to you. I don't know if I've got an answer, man. It's hard. Yeah, um, it is hard. Like. I, that Ryan stuff, a hundred percent for sure. But for me, like mindfulness elimination of fear, like because a lot of people won't even sit in a cold bath, or they're fearful to spend time with themselves, or they're fearful to start something because they're worried what everyone else will think, or you know, like if there's some way where you can just go a little bit deeper in your own mind and, and have stronger self-belief that you can just go balls to the wall with anything. Like just imagine no one else is around you and fuck it, man, I'm just going to try. And it doesn't matter if I fail. If I get in an ice bath for the first time and I only last 10 seconds, I still tried. And that's my starting point. And I can either choose because choice is everything. I can choose not to do it again, or next time I can choose for 11 seconds and to give it a go. So I don't know, just choose the right thing, man. Just choose. You've got to, there's so many people that just choose not to. Yeah. They just choose not to, or they, or they choose the fast, easy option, or they choose the shitty option. Just, just, choose the right thing you can choose you can choose to do good you can choose to do bad you can choose to succeed you can choose to fail you can choose to look at life as a a a, with a victimhood mentality that everybody's after you or you can choose to say that somebody's not giving me constructive criticism they're giving me feedback to become better I don't know man like tough one um and especially if i'm in a prison cell because that'll be very tricky yeah and and 
Look, man, I love that it's pushing you and us to think. Because, man, we got to, right? And it might not come to us now. It might be three years from now. You're like, well, I got it. Let's catch up. Well, like, you can just, you can talk about this shit for hours, mm. man. Because, like, you know, on that conspiracy side of things, look at school systems. Like, all the stuff that we're talking about, none of it's taught. Yeah. None of it's yeah. taught. Like, I, I don't know how to deal with money. I'm shit with finance. I don't know how to meditate. Like I'm scared of my own mind. Mm. I don't. I don't know how to breathe properly. But yet I do it all freaking day. Mm. These things that we're not taught properly. And Stag is standing up as a dad saying, "I'm going to teach my daughter how to breathe." Yeah, yeah. That's it's. It's some gangster shit, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's the word there. So exciting, gangster shit. Yeah, because, exactly. Like, we have the choice to fucking go out there and, and attack it and find mm. it. It's exciting. Yeah. And we are blessed. The three of us are so blessed that we have this excitement to discover, to learn, to flourish. And once again, for me, that's that choice thing, right? Because there's other people sitting at home watching Netflix, eating sugar, not exercising. Mm. It's, it's hard. Don't you know I'm suffering? <laughs> yeah. Liam, that, that, that excitement as well, like saying that choosing to be away from fear, it was like one of my first spitball uh, podcasts was a sports psychology term of, of fear and excitement are the same thing physiologically. Mm. Like, man, flip it, flip it, reframe it. And, and I think I think that's like you said. We're so lucky to sit here and explore, and you can keep talking and exploring it for so long. Um, go go deeper, keep exploring, and you might come up with a different answer. Mm. Well, and sorry, I know well I'm dragging this out, but like you know, the other thing I've been exploring lately with my men's group is like how successful are people on self development journeys. Self-development's a lonely place. You can read a book and you can go online and look at all this stuff, but if you're not having a conversation like we're having right now, I think it makes it a hell of a lot harder, you know, having those people around you and to share those experiences, to have that accountability, to push you forward, to question things, to strive for more mm. compared to someone sitting at home. Yeah, I'm on a self-development journey right now. <laughs> oh fellas look here's to many more of these um i make a prediction that uh, you know we want to do thousands we want to clock up thousands of hours and how cool is it the idea that we'll be cataloging ourselves for our kids you yeah. know that they can go like i think of that black mirror episode where you can upload someone <laughs> and i would love them to upload me the hundreds of hours that we're all going to do in the podcast to get a hopefully an authentic version of their old man you know not the guy who was brush your teeth you little shit you know the guy who was bringing the <laughs> attempting to bring the best of himself to this and this is a personal thing that i want to get this one that you witnessed today closer to the family and that's that's why i'm doing this why i have a mental skills coach because it's no good if the feedback from my family is you're so nice to your guests 
that's not enough. And this is what we struggle with, you know. We're really good at saying, you know, just jump in the ice bath and only eat for one hour a day, but they don't see the frustrated will, you know. And we all have that versions of us. So it starts here and um, it's a bloody good it's a bloody good to spend time with you guys. Just a quick little plug. Where can people follow you, you guys, your journey, your podcasts? Uh, Ryan, jump, bro. Where can we follow you? Um, 13 platforms. Uh, Spotify now seems to be the thing to do, uh, but it's, it's Apple as well. Uh, Google, Stitcher, YouTube is under Ryan O'Connor. The podcast is called The Stag Roar. Instagram is the Stag Roar and at Stag Ryan. Um, and Facebook is under at Waikito, W-A-I-K-E-T-O. That's Sweet. me. That's awesome. I'm on Twitter too, Stag Ryan. Damn, you're in that cesspool. <laughs> Liam, yours? <laughs> Check uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very Gary Vanderchuk styles as well. I'm even on TikTok, so chasing uh, man for everything. And uh, me, my name is Liam McAwee. Uh, I'm a Libra and I enjoy long romantic walks along the beach <laughs> well sir you are in the right place we've just taken a long romantic walk deep within your mind brother um, alright fellas we wrap it here um, here's round one maybe every now and then we touch base all together I really love this idea and we just we just do this we walk this journey together literally uh, in this weird fast paced overwhelming world filled with beauty and you know whatever else so appreciate you guys time thanks so much Thank you.